This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. From the ArmeniaProud.com studios. Genazit Hayed. This is a Toast to Armenia with Jono Kabinjian. A comprehensive look at the Armenian culture, only on lineupmedia.fm. Genazit, Genazit, Pailuisin Spisek. How are you, Brian? I am doing very, very well. Brian, uh, do you have uh, a gal in your life? Yeah, of course I do. I'm I married. know you do, but I got to say it anyway. Uh, yes, Brian, it is uh, Women's Universal Day today. Yes. I mean, uh, that's uh, very big for Armenian women out there. And uh, there was that 1% that uh, you, yeah, that but, created you a long time ago. But as far as I know, I, I did not marry an Armenian woman. So so far, you know. I mean, a long time ago, she's, we she's could part, have been reincarnated and you could have married an true. Armenian. She's part Ukrainian as far as I know, but she's definitely not Armenian. Okay, but there's Armenian blood in you. Yes, in me, yes. All right. So uh, that's what I was saying, folks. Uh, happy Women's Universal Day today. That, <laughs> that's beautiful. Well, our show for this week, actually, Brian, you know the thing about it. If I can't get a guest for like 30 minutes or so, I thought maybe we could break, in, break down the segments of our new shows and uh, our wine show. So, you know, yeah. we're, we're trying to get a political show with uh, Bedros. Uh, we may or may not have him. We got uh, Ani that's going to enrich us with uh, the spiritual world and how to find uh, inner peace and all that stuff. So we yeah. got that going, which is nice. And uh, then we have Anush with our wine segments. And how great is it on a Friday getting a wine segment about something that you could have at your house or you're visiting someone's house uh, on a weekend basis, and that's uh, uh, her wine segments. Uh, yeah. So we got something going here. And I'd love to complete it by having a sports show uh, and a possibly a food show again because I love Armenian foods. And, you know, it's always – I mean, you could talk for an hour about Armenian food. Of just, course. Uh, just that, so – Anyway, uh, we got these segments coming up on this show, and uh, I watched uh, Arsenal last night, uh, or not last night, uh, during the day, and I tell you what, man, Henry Mkhitaryan, he he just didn't seem like he was into this one. I, I mean, it, all the attacks came from the other side and all that, but anyway, Arsenal lost 3-1. to uh, Three to one. When I turned it off, I just couldn't take it anymore. And we were playing one guy down too. So, can you believe that I'm saying we? Because Henrik Mkhitaryan plays for Arsenal. But now that's Armenian. we. Yeah, I, I mean, honest to God, you've made us so proud of you. You're in the Premier League, man, and uh, that's that's beautiful. That's what it's all about. And hell, every time I see him uh, run out on the field, number seven, I got that jersey, by the way. I ordered uh, away, I ordered a home, and uh, it's hanging in my uh, man cave. And I got a, another big picture of him with a signature that I had to order from uh, England. So, you know, maybe maybe one of these days he could come on my show, and uh, ah, that'd make me real happy. I'd love to have him on the show. I'll try to make that happen. Oh, you said that before with the Boston guy, and yeah, and 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 he and, and he, he died. unfortunately died. But 
Yeah, I, don't I, don't go after my Mkhitaryan. I, I I want you to stay away after that uh, Boston I, drummer. I have tried to get plenty of other uh, people know, as well, and they are still very much alive. I am not a death sentence for guests. <laughs> He's the Armenian Grim Reaper. Oh God, his one percent will get you. Anyway, anyway, that's uh, that's what we got. Hey, Brian, we got our wine segment back, about and time. that's with Anush. How about that, my friend? I've missed her. Anush, how are you? Hi, John. I'm doing great. I missed you guys. We haven't had a segment for uh, quite a while. I know. So it's I good know. to be back. Good to be chatting again. Yes, definitely. And you know what? I Even on the last show, I've just complimented you so much that you... Thank you've you. uh, taken the you've taken the helm here. You've uh, taken a rope and you've carried us, and uh, I appreciate it. So oh, thank you so pleasure. much, Anush. Uh, Anush, uh, what's going on in the wine business uh, industry? And I got a question about a uh, tomorrow. We're having a meal too. I got to run that by you too, and tell me what type of wine I, I should be getting for that as well. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, I'd be glad to talk about all that. So, I mean, there's lots of things going on in the wine world, but we're going to um, concentrate on the Armenian wine world. Um, lots of new developments. Um, the wine is getting better with each day, with with each winemaking season. So recently, again, every year, um, Armenian winemakers participate in the different competitions in um, in Europe. So... Again, this year, they took the wines to um, to Germany and they won, again, a bunch of medals for the wines that already won in previous years and also for the new ones. So this is an amazing achievement of the winemakers and um, uh, just another reinforcement that how much uh, detail and how serious they are about making the Armenian wine industry. Well, let me ask so, you this, uh, uh, yeah. going to that question, uh, mm -hmm. do you contribute that to the uh, the type of season the fruits are uh, having in Armenia, the weather and all that as well? Um, so what is what can you contribute to that is knowledge. Mm. So the winemaker has now more knowledge on how to do everything just like you said of course the season the weather everything has to do with it but the most important is that knowing where to plant which varietals to plant how to make the wine uh, the sanitation the production everything everything has um, a very important part in the winemaking and now the armenian winemakers i mean before as well they were knowledgeable but right now with all the um, foreign technology and knowledge again you know they are making the wine better they are showing and showcasing the true grapes and the flavors of the wines that grow in armenia and it's appreciated in the world because uh armenians concentrate primarily on the indigenous varietals uh, for example like areni for the red and this is a grape that grows only in armenia and when it's made well, it, uh, it, it, it's a it's very symbolic. interesting, very, yeah, and very exciting wine. So it, it, it grabs attention. Do you also think, Anush, I, as I was listening, I, it, it brought on something in my head to say, maybe the competition in Armenia, in its own uh, Armenia, that you're having much more competition, that you're seeing peaks come out of uh, the Armenian wine 
much more than just having a couple winemakers, a couple wine companies in Armenia. Now you're seeing a big, uh, big business in Armenia. Yeah, of course. I mean, competition, healthy competition is always um, what makes people excel and produce better or do do better. So at this point, there is maybe about 20 to 30 wine wine producing uh, facilities or wineries or small. There's there's few large ones. But I think at the same time, um, uh, they also share the knowledge with each other because this is a relatively new industry, even though the Armenia has been making wine for um, centuries and generations, etc. But as a um, it's it's like a newer industry, and at the moment there is I know that there is few winemakers that they share the knowledge, they help each other, and that's what makes it better. Because, you know, I was uh, I was listening to a, a program about the winemakers in Oregon here in United States. You know, when they moved there, there were just ten of them, and ten of them got together and they shared everything, and that's why there's one of the world's best producing wine regions. So. I have observed similar um, situation with the Armenian winemakers. When you see them, you know, online or etc., you can see that they have this camaraderie and they are sharing knowledge with each other mm-hmm. and making, helping each other, you know, do do better because uh, that's what I think ultimately will. Um, excellent, excellent. Helps. So. Yeah, for for sure, and uh, it's good that they get along in this uh, process too to compete in Most the world. Most of yeah. them, <laughs> yeah. Most of them, but here here's the here's the fun thing. You know, the um, all those great wines that are going that are uh, happening in Armenia are going to be all in one place here in May, and you know, it's the second Armenian wine festival that's going to be happening. So, if anyone is in LA, come and um, you know try them. For yourself. Definitely, definitely have to look into that. Um, Anush, what type of wine, uh, when Armenian wine goes out, what's it compatible to what type of country out there in this world that they say, oh, you know what, it's close to this, it's close to that? So uh, Armenian climate is um, somewhat similar maybe to Spain and uh, um uh, maybe Portugal, maybe Italy somewhat, but the varietal is, um, it, it can be made in different ways. But when I drink Arani, it reminds me of a um, grape called Tempranillo, which is native to um, Spain and also to a Syrah. And Syrah is also called Shiraz, which there is a... Um, long discussion whether it came from Armenia or it came from... Uh, uh, Iran or France, anyway. So those two varietals with the combination remind me very much of Arani. Okay, so uh, you would say we kind of lean towards, uh, and I would always think of Spain and Portugal as being more tropical, maybe, but not really tropical. But but you definitely see uh, people uh, that are. I I think the the summers are a little longer, springs are a little. Longer. I just don't see a, a cold weather hitting uh, Spain or Portugal as much as in mm-hmm. Armenia. No, no, northern, nor, northern parts. Right, right. Okay. Northern Spain. Okay. So, um, so yeah. I mean, those are those are the two. Um, it always like there's the very strong peppery um, aroma in Arani varietal, 
and I um, detect that in the Syrah varietal. And then also the fruitiness and good acidity of Tempranillo is what also um, uh, links to the uh, Arani. Also, there is also some studies done that they have traced Arani to the Pinot Noir. I have not really researched into that subject, but I can definitely see because Pinot Noir can be nice and fruity and with good acidity and Arani has some similar characteristics. So maybe somewhere in a uh, long, long time, it, um, it they were cousins. <laughs> I, see. I see. That's so interesting. Uh, anything going on in one specific wine out there that uh, we can focus in on that's, uh, you know, that's someone uh, over the weekend especially me because I got a question about my dinner coming up here. So but, what are you here yeah. here's the what are you making? That's that's the key. Well, you know, what are you cooking I'm, and I'm not making it, but uh we're definitely uh, going over to some folks' house that are Armenian uh uh and uh, they're having the I think it's called hashlama. Mhm. Hashlama. Yeah. And so, it's so damn hashlama. good by the way. I love that one. So hashlama can be made in various different ways. It can be lamb, it can be beef, and it has, you know. They go with lamb. They go with lamb. Okay, so the traditional way. Um, So here's the thing. There is this saying that says what grows together goes together. So because this is an Armenian dish, I would suggest an Armenian wine if possible. If you have a store in there. You know, to go and choose a nice arini and go with it. But having said that, you know, I know that you guys don't have the yeah, luxury of us having, having like we have all the Armenian stores and, you know, grocery stores, etc. But regardless, so you can do those other varietals that I mentioned that are similar to arini. You can do either Syrah, you can do the Tempranillo, uh, a, a nice Tempranillo um, from... Uh, Spain, um, now I'm blanking again. It, it would be, they're very affordable price-wise. You can get them in like $14, $12 price range, and mm. they are absolutely amazing. Um, the region is called Rioja, I remembered. Wow, nice. <laughs> it came to me. So that, or or with a nice Syrah, or you can even do a, a Pinot Noir. So any of those three would go absolutely well with the, um, with the um, dish. Excellent, excellent. And uh, so uh, you would say, is it more towards the red wine or the white? Or I would. Uh, here's the thing. I would, because I don't know how they are making. If they have a lot of tomatoes in it, sometimes you put a lot of tomatoes in hashlama. Then definitely red. Okay. If it's just um, the, the if it's just the meat with some onions and um, other herbs, you can go with. A fuller body white, which will be more like a Chardonnay, would be a Roussan, Marsan, which are also like um, southern um, uh, French uh, uh, varietals. Uh, or you can also find a nice um, white uh, wine from Armenia. Okay. Well, that's what we'll take over there then because uh, I was wondering and I, I said, you know what, uh, I, I would think it's kind of blended in the way I've, I've eaten it before. At their house, mm-hmm. uh, nice potatoes in there. You got the okay. You got the lamb, and you got l- a lot of vegetation with little I tomatoes. See. So okay, so then definitely you can go with the chardonnay, or you can do even 
a Pinot Noir, a lighter version of a Pinot Noir. Not, I, I, I'm not going to give you a particular brand because, you know, different stores carry different things. Mm-hmm. But Chardonnay or a Pinot Noir, uh, you know, for white likers, uh, uh, the Chardonnay and for the people who like red, Pinot Noir would be absolutely great. Or if you can find the Armenian wine, go with that. Definitely. <laughs> and for you folks out there, I know some of you are making hashlama. I'm not the one. I'm not the only one out there. So this was a great hint here on uh, what type of wine Anush recommends. Uh, what do you got going uh, in the next couple of weeks? Anything popping up? Um. The the Armenian wine wise or in general? Yeah. There's no. Nothing- in, yeah. In anything that's uh, any. Fe- festivals or anything that uh, you want to give a shout out to? Well, the the biggest one and the most important one is the Armenian Wine Fest, uh, Armenian Wine and Spirit Festival, the Guinea Fest, but that's happening in May. Uh, we have the tickets on sale. We have like 500 tickets. We have already sold 300 and we got two more months to go. So this is going to be a super exciting event. We have Three times as many wineries that were last year and a bunch of cognac, which is Armenian brandy, uh, uh, there is going to be super great. So come out, share it. I have it, um, Guinea Fest, it's on my page. You can share the information even if you can't come. Have your um, uh, non-Armenian friends come too and see how great the wines are and um now what? Yeah, just come hang out. Anush, uh, in in this May uh, festival, this Armenian festival, uh, is it just wine tasting through booths, and you you just go from booth to booth to to taste the uh, Armenian wines? How does it work? Yeah, so um, you get a ticket, and the tickets are uh, right now, I want to say sixty sixty dollars or sixty five. I need to check. Uh, you get the ticket. Uh, you get uh, you get a ticket. You come in. You get a wine glass, um, and you taste all the wines that are out there, all the brandies that are out there, all the beer and vodka. Oh my god! <laughs> this sounds beautiful. <clears throat> there is also cigar tasting. You can go have a cigar. We are going to have different cheese companies having their cheeses for samples and and few caterers too. Why not? They come hand in hand. And we are going to have live music um, uh, starting from five o'clock till nine o'clock. So this is a two to nine event. You don't have to be there the whole time, of course, after consuming so much. But it's tasting. So, and here's the thing. You know, I um, I go for work to a lot of wine tastings. And, um, you know, during the day in the morning, so I I can't be drinking it and then going and picking up my kids and dealing with my whole day. So you take a cup or there is a spit bucket and you uh, swoosh it around in your mouth and then you spit it out. So you do not. God forbid. You you don't have to. God forbid. No, it's 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 (laughs) really um, it's really appropriate for those events. You know, you have to do that because, you know, you can after after one booth, after tasting one brandy. You are done, and it's not. You're not going to enjoy the rest of the day. So it's so, it's encouraged. So you it can you can actually get the flavor from just the having it in your mouth. What what I mean, you yes. don't need to even swallow. Wow, absolutely, Did yeah. You, because all your taste buds are on your tongue, in your palate, in your mouth, and in your nose. That's what does it. So wow. 
you uh, smell it, you taste it uh, in your mouth, and then you spit it out. There's, of course, some percentage of alcohol goes, but it's yeah. not like no, a no, drinking, no. the whole thing. So well, We um, can't wait for that, and we're going to push that as much as we can, and that's uh, May 19th, right? May 19th, May yes. 19th, and that's from 2 p.m. till 9 p.m., and where can they go to get more information on this? Um, Facebook, uh, Guinea Fest, if you type it in, G-I-N-I for Guinea, which means wine, mm -hmm. and fest for a festival, it will pop up the page or Armenian Wine and Spirits uh, Festival. Okay. There's also going to be two classes, one taught by me, the wine class, and there's going to be another class on brandy cognac appreciation taught by my friends. So there's no. going to be lots of, um, I hope you guys can come. Well, I'll see. I'll see because I'm going to, I'm going to a lot of places this year. I'm going to uh, England. I'm going to Lebanon. I'm Exciting. going to Mexico. And where's that other one? One other place I, she's got me going to. I don't know. Right. I forgot that, but uh, there's uh, three places for sure. I'm kind of excited about Lebanon. You know, I haven't been there since uh, I was six years old, and uh, now it's oh. so beautiful and. Uh, and just see some relatives that I haven't seen in a long time. So I'm really that excited about that. Yeah. That sounds like an amazing trip. All right. Well, I tell you what, Anush, uh, thank you so much. And uh, we'll get back with you next week and uh, make some more wine sounds, magic. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Anush. Take All care. All right. Thank you very much. Bye. All right. Bye. Well, our next segment here, Brian, is our longtime uh co-host of the show and uh she left and now uh she's back again and when i say she left she probably left because she was moving back to america and she had to get it all adjusted and everything ani how are you i'm great how are you doing i'm doing fine i'm doing fine uh our segment this week's kind of cool we've got uh we've got anush with the wine uh, we've got nice. you and um then we're going to look at a political spectrum of things, and uh, we oh. have a person for that too, Bedros. So, well, I love the diversity yeah. of topics you bring to the show. It's really important that you know we touch on all kinds of subjects and become more well-rounded and well-aware Armenians. And, right, and Ani and <laughs> yeah. anyone out there that uh, you know, if you guys could come up with a sports dude or a sportswoman that uh, is all about uh, doing sports for Armenian. Um, you know, for the Armenians okay. on the show, uh, I'd love to. Do you count yoga as a sport? I think because that's right up your alley. Okay, great. I think that's because that inner piece. I do piece. know a few really cool yogis that are deep into it, and I feel like they can offer. Excellent, uh, excellent. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, uh, you. what have you been up to? So, um, I just started Lent. Some call it Boss, some call it Buck depending if you're Western or Eastern Armenian. Uh -huh. And generally, it's like 40 days or above, sometimes 50, um, depending if you're on the Armenian calendar or the, I guess, American Lent calendar, right. where you, you, well, Armenians go fully vegan throughout this time until Easter Day. Wow. And a lot of the times you're asked to give something up as well. Do you and want to I'm tell us these things? Doing... The, the yes. food, so, yeah. So the full vegan diet is basically a cleanse, like a pure cleanse. And it's not just the food diet. It's like pure thoughts, um, pure intentions. And, you know, when you're giving up 
something as well, you're also working and sacrificing something toward gaining something afterward, like a reward or a blessing. So 40, now I got to tell you, I never did this. I don't, I don't know. Is it, are we, are you, you're Catholic then, right? I'm not religious. I'm not Catholic. Um, but this is one tradition that I do with my mom every year. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, so I'm more on the, I'm more spiritual than religious. I think you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, what threw me off there. Yeah. But I, but I love this one because it's vegan. It's cool. And there's so many amazing recipes that are made just for this time of year. And I kind of wish that they were all year round, but you know, a lot of us, you know, are, are starting to do that in general. So it's not very hard. I mean, there's a lot of amazing food. Like instead of um, the meat kufta, we're eating Volspov kufta, replacing right. meat with lentils. So it's still very nutritious and delicious, very clean. Right. And you know what? Uh, there's this one Armenian dish. I think it's Middle Eastern more or less. I think it's called fasulia. Any- the beans. Yeah, the beans, yeah. The green beans. Yeah, yeah. and you know yeah. you could do mm-hmm. that. You could do that with uh uh with tomato sauce all around it and mm-hmm. stuff and it's so delicious. I mean uh It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I mean the spices they use for that one just makes it and if you don't want to use meat, you can use again lentils right. or other beans yeah. or um I like to instead of chicken recipes, I like to use cauliflower instead. Right. Right. So, so what what good. else is cool about this is you got is this just your uh, mom that does it with you or do, does the entire family just say, you know what, it's time to do it again? It's me and my mom. But I will say that since I became a vegetarian back like way back, um, everyone around me has been eating less meat. I'm not enforcing my vegetarianism or veganism on anybody, but I think that. In general, a lot of people are going in this direction lately. Well, I tell you what, I know one guy yeah. that's, uh, <laughs> he sits by me in the war room and uh, he does my production work here. And I'll tell you Wonderful. what, th- this guy, uh, Brian, he weighed 514. Uh, 514 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I didn't think he was going to pull this off, but he's, he started with a potato diet. Two weeks of baked potatoes, yes. Without Just anything baked on potatoes? it. Just Without baked anything potatoes. on wow. it. Nothing on well, it. Well, they're 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 very nutritious actually. They have they're like a complete meal, right? Is that why? Uh, it was really just sort of as a reset to everything, you know, to like wow. cleanse your palate, cleanse, cleanse your mind of thinking that you have to eat food for pleasure. Honey, you know? I couldn't do wow. it two days without I mean, if I'm gonna sit there and eat potatoes incredible without you can't put anything on it either yeah no salt uh or or fat Nothing. or any anything of the sort just Yuck. plain baked just potatoes yes. out of the ground <laughs> yeah just bake it yeah, yeah. Mm. Start- what are we having today honey but you baked think that's potatoes. like as humans like we're probably supposed to eat like that you know we've taken yeah. it really far you know well, yeah, that's a good way of uh, looking so at it. So you went vegan afterwards? A- after, that, I, after that, I switched to a vegan diet, uh, wow. actually called a nutritarian diet, which is, it's no animal products and stuff like that, too. Thank you. I'm uh, using that. <laughs> uh, but they, um, but since then, since uh, June of last year, late June of last year, I've lost, as of this week, 125 pounds. 
Yeah. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. He, he's That's really amazing. busting ass there, yeah. And I'm I'm wow. continuing to lose every uh, every day. Uh, Jono knows that I still eat uh, plenty of good, healthy foods for lunch, and uh, and I'm going strong. You know, wow, Ani, uh, us Armenians though, and I'm mm-hmm. asking you this right now. Uh, us yeah. Armenians don't do that. I mean, I I know well, the maybe the modern the the yeah, younger modern is yeah, but uh, is a little it, different. It's the social aspect of. You know, it you're is. throwing the the kebabs, and the the guys are all standing around, and right. and they're all t- taking a little taste of that uh, kebab sure. and all that. So it's kind of difficult for my age to adapt to this it's type of lifestyle. But right, uh, but traditionally, yeah. you know, um, we had a very very high vegetable or bean grain diet, and then the meat was only consumed for very special occasions, and the meat was a sacrifice. So it, we actually didn't have that much meat all year round. And then I believe that Lent was a time where the animals are supposed to be left alone to procreate for, oh, you know, late spring and breeding. summer. Yes, makes it, sense. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So I think that there's different levels to why we do this fast. Um, God, but that's so yeah, smart, it's Ani. modern Armenian diet. It's is very yeah it's very high meat, but it's it's a new thing. it's newer in terms of like how old we are, you know. It's, right. We're not supposed to really consume it as much as we do. Right, but you're kind of bringing up yeah. uh, some sort of uh, uh, the more agriculture would be Absolutely. out there too, and uh, I never yeah. I never even thought about that. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was telling you about yeah. it though this last week that there was that uh, one Facebook group of Armenian food posted like 200 some odd recipes of uh, I know, what's the name? Vegan, Let's give them the, a plug. Uh, I believe it was uh, the uh, Armenian cuisine International uh, Cuisine. Yeah. Uh, oh my oh God. nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's unbelievable. Yeah, they posted 200 uh, different recipes that were uh, mostly vegan or vegetarian and uh, I'm wow. t- I'm totally going to be making some of those in the future. I already got down my favorites, um, and I'm totally stealing them. There you go. Well, I would like to give a shout-out to my friend Lena Tashian because she, her and her friend, mm-hmm. Irun, just created a vegan Armenian cookbook. Bravo. And uh, I want they're it. releasing it. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you the link. Um, basically, they not only have recipes in there, but they have the folklore around the story of the recipe, but they veganize, like, meat dishes too so whatever you thought we need that with meat they veganize it to make it accessible we for need everybody that. we need who that. Chooses that diet because yeah I, I, so. i'm telling you our our race our armenian uh our culture everything is based on meat and get overweight and just sit around and uh if you guys <laughs> have come up with a new solution i am all for it because yeah. i just told brian today that i am going to try this vegetarian diet as well it was delicious yeah, and you know, it's once you get the hang of it, or once there's always food around, you don't really think. Like, I've hosted so many gatherings at my place, no meat, and no one even notices until later. Like, oh, wow, that's right. There's nothing I'd need in it. Right, right, right. So, and, and if you have so, yeah. if you have you so know, much food you, out there, it, you have, there's so many options, especially right. now, like living in California. I mean, it's come on, <laughs> everywhere is almost <sighs> becoming vegan. <laughs> your side. I, I don't think um, we have anything but rap places. But, we have a few out here. <laughs> okay. Do you? Well, stay over you this tail there, You honey. consume um, energy of that animal. 
So that's also why you purify when you're not consuming meat, because now you're off based off your own energy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah There's yeah. a lot of interesting things around this Lent. It's still very mysterious because, you know, different sources say different things, but I still like to do it and it feels good. Uh, and I'm really inspired by your story, Ryan. Thank you. He's a he's yeah. a motivational type of guy. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I'm worried that he's going to pass me up, and then I'm in real trouble here. So, uh, any case, uh, any any other things going on, uh, Ani, around the spiritual side of relaxation? And uh, how's yeah, your coffee so coming along? It's going good. So this Sunday, I'm hosting coffee readings at my favorite coffee shop, Urartu Coffee in Glendale. Mm-hmm. And my proceeds will be donated to the Armenian um, Women's Resource Center in Armenia in honor of uh, Women's Day. So I just wanted to help out my sisters uh, abroad and doing what I love, which is coffee reading. So I hope it inspires others to, you know, hone in on their hobby and help others with it as well. Because it's Beautiful. Women's Day. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and we, yeah. we mentioned that when the show started. So uh, it's beautiful. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, Women's Day today, folks. How about that? Yeah. So. Uh, well, it should be every day. But, yeah, you know. no kidding. I mean, you guys make the whole thing go around. So, you know, right. well, not? we're all excited for you guys as well. And you know what? Uh, you Armenian guys out there, get them a nice flower. Just uh, they won't even know what hit them. And, they'll, and you say, it was Woman's Day. How about that? <laughs> anyway. Yes. All right. All right, Donnie. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there? Well, I just want to thank you again for having me back on the show. And I look forward to not only sharing my experience on the way, but also sharing interesting healing modalities that I've also picked up on the way. Yeah, well, it's great having you back. And I think that uh, when we have a guest, uh, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to work everything out. But uh, I think with these little segments that we do, uh, I think it's great because uh, like I said, I've got a, now if I could get a foods or a sports, uh, person in there too and even that yoga nice. i think yoga yoga ah i said yo did i say yoda or yoga yeah i said yoga I what am yogurt. I say? Oh, <laughs> yogurt i might have had yogurt too so yeah <laughs> did i say yogurt yogurt's not vegan jano i'm just no, gonna let you know that it's not. wait a minute i can't eat yogurt no I can eat yogurt. No. no, it's made from. Uh, no, no, no. I don't want to go be. I don't want to go there. What you guys just mentioned? No, no. I just said vegetarian. Oh, okay. I have to have milk. All right. One day at a time, Jono. Yeah, One day at a time. Take it easy, you two. <laughs> I didn't agree to anything like that. Vegetarian. <laughs> I can handle that. All right. All right. Uh, where all can right. they find your site, Ani? So I'm very active on Instagram at ani.vibes and also Facebook ani.anivibes uh, you can find me there I have a page as well Okay perfect perfect yes. and where are you going to be again this Sunday This Sunday at Urartu Coffee in Glendale I'm hosting coffee readings people can message me for an appointment and all the proceeds will be going to the Women's Resource Center in okay. Armenia from the right. coffee readings Okay. And virtual readings I'm accepting as well. So people send me photos of their cups, and I can read it that way. Oh, my way. God. That's so cool, yeah, man. from abroad. Yeah. yeah I'm telling you, that relaxes me so too. much. 
Yeah, I have people from all over the world that are coming to me, and, and I just got Korea, so I'm really excited. That's that excellent. On this far, yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. I mean, they uh, it's it's so relaxing when one of these it get is. done, folks. So uh, if you're out and by and uh, you're by that coffee shop, uh, mm-hmm. definitely stop in and or or they ha- it's an appointment though, right? They they just yeah, can't but walk if in there. there. I I can squeeze them in. Ah, bravo! It's, it's not a problem. Yeah. There you go. Thank you, Ani. Yeah. Thank Why you. Why am I saying thank you? I didn't get. I'm not getting <laughs> a, a coffee reading. Now, Yet. now they're getting Yet. the, uh, the mm-hmm. coffee shop. They're selling these coffee. So why? Yeah. I would definitely have one of you folks just sit there and say, "Hey, uh, hey, for a fee, I could read it too. How about that? I would yeah, love it." There you wow. go. All right, <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot, Ani, and uh, we'll see you. you next week. Wonderful. All right, take care. You too. Well, that was a very interesting segment that we're. Oh, uh, Brian? Yeah, no, I I didn't know she was uh, doing all that for Lent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's uh, become you, just she's like vegetarian, you. and now she's gone vegan for Lent. Yes. Okay. I gotta try the vegetarian, but I'm not going that beacon. Oh, okay, all fine. Right. All right, whatever. Uh, our next segment, folks, is uh, a friend of mine on Facebook. I follow him all the time, and that's Bedros Hajian. He's going to give us a little view on the what's happening with Armenia right now. I asked Bedros, I said, hey, Bedros, uh, the first 30, or not 30, the first three months or four months of uh, our new prime minister, and uh, Bedros goes, yeah, you know what, we'll, you, we'll use that on the show. And I said, perfect. Uh, how you doing, Bedros? Good, good. Thanks for inviting. Oh, anytime, my friend, anytime. And I love having this segment with you. Uh, I think... Uh, I think uh, what you say on Facebook all the time, I hit a big like to it. So, it, you know, uh, it's good to have on have you on our show. Thank you very much. All right, Bedros. Uh, the question uh, I got to ask you is, uh, with our uh, new prime minister, Pashinyan, uh, what do you think uh, the first three, four months have been uh, for our new prime minister? Well, as a grade, if you're grading an eighth, a to F, uh, F being the worst, of course, and A, uh, you know, you know all about A's. Uh, tell us what you would grade. Well, uh, based on uh, who he chose for his uh, colleagues, uh, ministers, I would, I would grade him as a C, actually. Average, average on uh, his, and the C is for the people that he he has around him. Of course, because they're uh, basically, it looks like they have no clue what they're doing. The ministers that he appointed. Okay. For example, the educational minister, the health minister. They're very green. They're very green and very liberal and very globalists. Let's put it that way. Okay. So, uh, all right. So, on uh, on his uh, personal group, then, uh, you're, you're giving it a C. Uh, how about his stance on uh, uh, what's happening with uh, Nagorno-Karabakh, which is our Artsakh? Well, he's, he's, as of now, he has not answered anything uh, constructive or negative. He, he just, uh, he, has no, he has no answer so far. He hasn't said anything so far. Okay. Um, I, I, I can't make out what they're thinking about it. But I did like one thing that uh, one of our friends uh, put on Facebook, and uh, uh, it was a little video of uh, uh, him talking with the European Union and just telling them that, hey, in order for us to... Uh, uh, have peace. We we definitely have to include 
the Nagorno-Karabakh people, the Artsakh people, in on the conversation because this is this uh, negotiation cannot just be Armenia and Azerbaijan. It has to be the people of Artsakh as well. Yeah, that's that's form of legitimizing them. Actually, it looks like uh, if they're in a if they're in a site to negotiate, which there is nothing to negotiate actually because those are our lands. Yeah, with. yeah, I know. I know. So, but but just in case, if if they want to negotiate, Artsakh has to be there as a republic, and that's a, that's a, that's basically legitimizing their stand. Yeah, that's I, a good point. Yes, I would give him a high grade on that one. I, I mean. Uh, the way uh, he took the stance there had to be uh, a big shot to Azerbaijan that said, you know what, now we got a new guy that's going to be possibly a lot weaker, uh, not weaker, but just a more liberal approach to where uh, we can start talking about uh, blockade being lifted and we could uh, take Nagorno-Karabakh back. But uh, his views uh, hasn't changed from the last uh, uh, predecessor. Absolutely, and he's one of his ministers, defense minister, actually said, "We will not give any lands back. We will have more to liberate, basically." So that was a good stance, also. Yeah, Bedros, what do they talk about? I mean, you you just clearly stated, "I'm not giving you anything back." I don't know why we're having. Why did they have? Well, because they're not bringing out the real maps of Armenia, and they're not bringing out our legal rights of. Treaty of Tiberis, which was never uh, abandoned, is still in power uh, within the uh, w- within the maps of Treaty of Severus, Artsakh belongs to Armenia, Karabakh and Akhichevan belongs to Armenia, Western Armenia belongs to Armenia. Basically, everything is there, which none of them have been uh, have been uh, tough enough to bring that out. Yeah, yeah, I definitely see that, and uh, the way the map is carving out now, I think the U.S. now wants to make a new Kurdistan. And uh, I think when you start flirting with the map like this, you're, you're, you could open up another type of uh, thing that we had in Iraq to where if you take the, if you take the wolf down, then you're going to be sprung with rabbits. And if you start carving out little bits and saying this is part of Kurdistan, you're going to have a lot of problems. The, the, answer, the answer to uh, Middle East peace is the map of Treaty of Severus. The Armenian question is the answer. Without Armenia being liberated wholly, uh, there will always be wars in the Middle East and in that region, people will, will kill each other. Kurdistan never existed in history of the world. No. Kurdistan is a globalist agenda that wants to occupy our land. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, they were partakers of our genocide. They committed worst tragedy, tragedies and uh, massacres against us. Now they want to create a great, uh, Kurdistan, which is not even cannot even be recognized by international community uh, because it's illegitimate. No, and you're, you're so right about that. And America seems like, hey, you know what? We're going to make a Kurdistan. They deserve it, and they're Kurds, so we're going to give them a stand behind it, so we're going to make a Kurdistan. And you can't give them all the oil lands in Syria and all this stuff that all of a sudden. I mean, I'm glad that you, you fought your way against ISIS, but that's all you did was try to survive. You, you weren't doing it to uh, capture northern Syria. Exactly, and uh, uh, let, let's not forget 
there is about 40% of Kurds are hidden Armenians that were forced to become Kurds during our genocide. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Let's not yeah, forget far. that. No, let's I did. I did. You're so right about that. You're so right about that. Uh, so, and it's funny how they can say, you know what, uh, we're sorry. We're sorry. Yeah, we, we had something to do with it, but we're sorry. Yeah, definitely we were uh, the ones that were uh, the aggressive, uh, and we, we killed a lot of Armenians, and we're sorry. And it, they think that it's over now that they say they're sorry. Um, well, it's not over until we liberate our lands. Mm-hmm. We get the amount of the money every Armenian that deserves through because of our all the harassment, genocide. Yeah. We, we need to we liberate our lands. And even then it's not over because they can never be trusted. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I just uh, I just think that uh, it, it's funny that, that we're talking peace and then all of a sudden uh, your little line of Kurdistan goes through a little bit of Armenia. And we're so little right now, we don't need anything like this to ever even be brought up in the, the European Union. You know, uh, the people need to know in the United States specifically, uh, the land that is called Turkey, no such a country existed in history. The land that uh, called Azerbaijan, no country even existed before 1918. And uh, for them to for, uh, for for them to support creation of Kurdistan, it's basically continuation of a genocide. Let's put it that way. Yeah. American people need to know. No. Kurds, Turks, right. uh, uh, and many other ethnic groups committed the worst genocide on the ethnic race, which is Armenians, yeah. in the history of mankind. They deported us from our lands, not only killed us, they deported us from our lands, basically. Yeah. So that's that's a worse situation. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Bedros, what do you uh, do now? Uh, I see you sometimes uh, on the Glendale... Uh, Armenian uh, shows that, that you guys have out in California. Uh, well, what's what's that all a part of? Well, I've I've had my television shows for since two thousand nineteen ninety eight actually. Bravo! So um, I do intervention, gang intervention, drug intervention, and you know political issues, mm-hmm. human rights, mm-hmm. Armenian human rights. Nobody talks about yeah uh, discrimination and all the things we go through here. Uh, our community is abandoned here, actually, because uh, nobody cares, it looks like, and it's a form of another genocide. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, more every year, every year that goes by that you hear uh, of another uh, genocide uh, survivor dying, uh, I think we lose a little bit more in our history. And you know what? I, I got to tell you, Bedros, I really feel that that's the way the Turks are approaching this. Let's wait till they, they all die off. We're, 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 you know, once they all die off, then the 40, 50 year olders and the 60 year olders, once all these guys are gone, then I can d- depend on the young that doesn't even know me. He just says, uh, uh, we, we don't like, we, we hate the Turks and there was genocide and people change. So I'm counting on that group right there. Well, you know, uh, the the part of the great plan is to assimilate Armenians in the United States and in the Western world to forget about their history, just like they did for Fresno Armenians. Many of them are uh, assimilated right now, and 
many old communities of Armenians that came from the genocide to USA, they're mostly assimilated, unfortunately. And they're trying to do the same thing with this new generation here in the United States. Uh, once that generation is assimilated and become Americans, then we really have no claims, yeah. basically. And yeah. meantime, the Turks have, you know, uh, Turkey is a member of NATO, is named uh, one of the civilized nations after uh, Ataturk, for example. But you, in U.S., people have no clue being Armenian in Turkey until today is a crime. Mm. You get killed for it. And this is a nation of NATO. I, I just can't understand. Yeah, yeah. And folks, uh, when I was saying this earlier, I want to clarify one thing. I don't mean the people in Armenia, because you guys still speak the language. You guys are still trying to maintain what is Armenian. I'm talking about us, and I, I'm I'm probably the leading individual on this one because uh, my, my daughters, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to marry an Armenian or an Odar, but I, I did everything I can. Uh, but, you know, you live in a country where I'm talking to Bedros now in English uh, for this uh, show. And, you know, it's uh, it's tough. It's tough. And uh, it's something that we're adapting to uh, the country. And uh, you see other races, they 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 grasp it. Well, ours seem like they want to more become American as well. Right. Um it's, it's pure pressure, actually, from, uh, you know, you have to become or you're not welcome. But there are other ethnic groups that they stick to their language and nothing happens to them. Right, right. I, I agree, my friend. I agree. Uh, where can they find, uh, do you have a site out there too, Bedros? I'd love the people to start going on your site as well a little bit. Uh, I have only my uh, Facebook site. Uh, okay. Bedros or Bedros Kehajan, both of them are mine. And that's H um, A J I A N, right? Bedros K Hajian or Bedros Hajian, both are mine sites, because I get every every thirty days I get suspended for speaking up. <laughs> yeah, you tell us all the time. So yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, if if you don't tell your your side of it, it it's gonna be a shame. I I don't know why Facebook all of a sudden has. Uh, Everything's real sensitive now, and uh, that's kind of wrong, too. I think they're going overboard on this. Well, the, especially when you use the word Kirk or Azeri, you get suspended all of a sudden. Well, they got even me there, too. Not, even if you're not using it in a negative aspect, you, you're discussing, all of a sudden you get uh, um, right. suspended. No, it happened okay. to me, too, my friend. Yeah, I got, I got suspended over that as well. All right, uh, Bedros, uh, I guess uh, that's uh, that's uh, our introduction uh, with you, and uh, we can't wait to hear uh, stuff that's uh, happening uh, with our uh, country, countries too, you know, everyone's out there to where we're living in an Odar place, and if anything that hits your mind, uh, we'd love to hear from you, Bedros. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for inviting. All right, Yakbar. Take care. All right, and that was Bedros Hajan, uh, Brian. I mean, uh, he he's a little controversial. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, and uh, but I just think that what he says comes from the heart. Yeah, and um, you can tell he's very passionate. Very passionate uh, individual. I I, I watch him uh, on Facebook and uh, I read his uh, posts. Uh, I, I mean, the guy does make uh, some points too. And if if any Armenian out there is uh, you know, 
asking why or any questions, we have to have that forum. We have to have people always uh, ask the government a question. If we don't do that, I think we've lost touch with people owning the government. And that's all Bedros does is uh, say, why is this happening? Why is that happening? And that's that. these are fair questions. Absolutely fair. I, I think uh, my history teacher one time um, in college, in college, uh, says to us, uh, who here believes 100% in your government? And uh, you know what? Our freshman, my freshman hand went up in the air. And uh, a bunch of other hands were up in the air. And he says this, that I'll never forget. He says, I feel so sorry for you. This is not what we want in uh, society. We want you to always question the government. So, uh, you know what? That's what Bedros does. And uh, it is a little controversial at times. But, hey, he, he says it from the heart. He loves the people of Armenia and the Armenian people around the world. All right, my friends, that's our show for this week. We had a good show, a lot of stuff there. Yeah, great show. A lot of stuff. And, uh, again, I'm looking for a, a sports, someone that uh, can help me out with sports a little bit. Gare was out there, and uh, the show kind of died out, so we had to bring uh, – uh, well, we didn't bring anyone. That's <laughs> that's uh, that's why I need a sports guy uh, back on the show. And I'd love to have a foods person, I, an Armenian uh, – uh, kind of like a men's mighty, but not a men's mighty. Uh, she wouldn't be able to talk too much, and I would be yelling on the. <laughs> yeah, she would be an old woman. No, uh, I'm saying like a a mom, a mom that loves to cook. I'd love to have you on, and uh, we'll go from there. And yes, a yoga instructor would be cool as well. So we're we're doing a lot of stuff here at Armenia Proud, trying to get the people back involved on the show and uh, trying to add some new faces. And uh, you know what? Make your trip in that car a little bit more comfortable when you're stuck in the L.A. Uh, traffic yeah. there, Highway 5, Highway 10, whatever you're at. Ah, by the way, we don't get stuck like that in St. Louis. I just want to tell you that. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, we just want to make things better for the show. Thank you so much, Brian. Yeah. And thank you all for listening. So, Genatsit and Kishepati, we'll see you next week. Tune in next week for another episode of A Toast to Armenia with Jano Kabinjian. Find the show online at armeniaproud.com. And subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. Join the conversation at Facebook.com slash Armenia Proud or Twitter at Armenia Proud. Get all of our podcasts now at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.